0: The business super conference that all of you need to be at is finally here. Tickets have dropped to the original VFriends holders but are now available to buy. Uh, I have a link in my bio for the people that have never bought an NFT but want to come because they've heard that Busta Rhymes and Deepak Chopra and Steve Bartlett and all these people are speaking. Go to vcon.co, C-O, drop the M, to see what's going on there. But the link in my bio has a site that we have on VCon that will let you fill it out and will help you get a ticket to our super conference, May 18th to the 20th in Indianapolis, Indiana. The conference is bananas. The 50 speakers I'm about to announce, bananas. This is the huge super business, pop culture and innovation conference. I want everybody in my community to be there. So link in bio or click here because the team is using this in all sorts of formats to make sure you get to Indy in May for the super business conference of the year. I hope to see all of you there.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to the Gary V Audio
2: Experience. And before this episode starts, I just want to remind you to please leave your comments for today's episode in the Spotify Q&A section down below, but also tweet Gary your feedback, at Gary V and let him
0: know what you thought about today's episode. This is the Gary
1: V Audio Experience.
0: I think this is the story that I, I know you wanted to share. Let's talk about that.
1: Be clear, he does not want to share this story, but yeah. I thought your audience would love it. I and love you for that. I think they'll, uh, I love they'll you find that. some value Thank you for, for that. The, the failed successes seem yeah. to be the, the
2: hot story. <laughs> Vayner
0: Nation, how are you? We are really excited about this episode of the podcast because we're gonna talk about entrepreneurship, we're gonna talk about the entrepreneurial journey that I know a lot of you are on, the highs, the lows. But we're gonna talk about one of my favorite subject matters. So before I introduce these two great guests and what they're up to, I have to give a huge shout out to Jordan Syatt who was my trainer for three years. Uh, Mike Vacanti introduced me to him. Mike Vacanti's now back and my trainer. They put out a book recently. By the way, I should have given that a little more love. Mm -hmm. Uh, They have some funny (laughs) stories about me including one time when I ate an obnoxious amount of baked beans at Mm -hmm. Citi Field um, and was not happy with my weight but you know, uh, as I got to know these gentlemen and we're, we're, we're pondering some fun stuff together, uh, I'm very passionate about what they're doing for a living uh, because I grew up with a quote-unquote bad back my whole life. I was a senior in high school, um, 17 years old, and just in the middle of the night woke up and it was the scariest thing that ever happened. My back, like my back quote-unquote went out. I had no idea what was going on. I was in the most pain that I'd have ever been in my life and I couldn't walk and I crawled, scraped my way to my parents' room, had no idea what was going on. My family's very old school Eastern European Russian, so it was basically like, just take this Tylenol, go to sleep. There was no like, <laughs> I mean, the amount of compassion kids get now compared to what I got is like, like, I mean like, people get a splinter and get 10 times more than I got. I couldn't, I just want to remind everybody, I could not walk. It's 3.30 in the morning. My mom's like, here's, yeah. a, here's some Tylenol, go to sleep here's the funny part i didn't go to school that day because th- that they had compassion for i wake up and i'm perfect i wake up at like ten thirty, which is cool because i couldn't sleep for a couple hours i wake up i'm perfect perfect as if it didn't happen i have no idea what happened my mom then says she has to run an errand and i go with her we go to the phillipsburg mall in new jersey and the huge sign at the Phillipsburg mall says Baseball card show today. My mom looks at me and thought I made it up to trick her <laughs> so I could go to the baseball. But that day became the journey of what became a 20 year journey before Jordan Syed came into my life and taught me about my QL, taught me about the stretches, taught me about soft tissue, did the work. And for years and years and years, I've done the work, and my back is in by far the best shape it's ever been in. Ironically, I've started playing basketball again. We played a lot of basketball over a two day period, and I actually tweaked it for the first time ever and like, by the way, this morning, instead of the chest workout I had, Mike Vacanti and I did 45 minutes of soft tissue rolling against it. So this is very intriguing timing because what I also learned, and I know I'm doing a huge intro, but I really wanna go there because I think a ton of you are gonna wanna know about and talk about what we're talking about here. When COVID came, I wasn't doing as much as my regular stretching, just it was this, I was in my house, the the non-gym setting didn't have me do my warm-up as much. I was kind of doing the Beauflex thing and just like all weights. I was focused on it. And I really felt the effects after 18, 24 months. And when I was talking to Mike and even occasionally Jordan, um, it was funny. I thought it was the lack of stretching. And then the conversation that we're about to get to really started to hit my radar when Mike said, "It's the sitting." And that really, really triggered me because where I got caught was I wasn't sitting a lot when I was 17, 16. Mm -hmm. And so I never associated my injury with sitting. What I in hindsight do understand was starting at 22 because I was building a dot com, I sat an enormous amount and I reinforced my issues in all those years of sitting. Um, I'm setting that up And now I'm gonna introduce these two wonderful gentlemen and it will all make sense of why I've told these stories and what we're talking about here today. So men, thank you for being on the show. Thanks Thanks for having us. Why don't you tell the Vayner Nation individually who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, my name's Eric Murphy. I'm one of the co-founders and CMO of Anthros. And I'm Steve Dufresne. I'm one of the co-founders and the inventor and CEO of Anthros.
0: Wonderful, so now to connect the whole thing, why don't both of you, whoever wants to take the mic, tell the story of what is Anthros?
2: Go for it, Murph.
1: Yeah, I would say just at a very high level, we are the company that set out to create the most comfortable, supportive office chair the world has ever seen to help people with pain and maximize performance. So at a at a very high level, that's the that's the outcome we're trying to produce. And why do we have the authority to make those wild claims? We worked with the disabled population and worked with people in wheelchairs for the last 20, actually 70 plus years as a collective team. team. So the amount of research, data, science that had to go into the products that we were making for the disabled population, which are the most intense sitters on the face of the planet, as you can imagine, Mm -hmm. it wasn't just about comfort or discomfort. It was about, in some cases, life or death, right? If you have the wrong equipment, and you're sitting in your chair all day long, every day, that's a huge deal. For us, what we have is just a different way of seeing sitting. And we may not be experts on a lot of things, but we can sit here today and say that we know sitting better than 99.9% of the population. So
0: for, you know, that was an eye opener for me. Of course I had friends who started standing desk startups. So I had a lot of thesis of it, but I think for anybody listening, no question last 10 years, you started hearing like, Sitting is the new smoking. Yep. Was a you know a thing I've heard in yeah. different business settings. There's been a bigger conversation to health and wellness over the last thirty years across the board. Mental health, physical health. Like, I I don't even recognize popular culture. It's a, it's wonderful. Like just the way people what people are putting in their bodies, how we're thinking about, it. and it makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like. I never thought that this would be the way I would look at 47 when I was 15, cause 47 year olds just didn't take care of themselves the way we all do. And I'm not even like really, I'm like solid, but like there's people really looking crazy at 50 and 60 and 70. And so this is just great. This is why we're living longer. It all makes sense. But what what are the things that we're missing? Let's start with sitting for a second, cause sure. I'm fascinated by it. What 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 are the misconceptions? What are the realities? What can you share with the audience about sitting?
2: Yeah, I, like you know, anecdotally for the big instance, one, yeah, sitting is the new smoking. Man, yeah. that one that one really chaps us. Going, it's not that bad actually. And if you look at the evidence, um, standing is the new smoking, not sitting. Tell me, <laughs> standing is more detrimental for your spine and your body than sitting because that you, motherfucker if gravity. If you dissect the human body and you dig in and you you. One so you is, gotta turn so this on every is interesting to
0: me. Are you saying so are you saying hence why you're doing this startup, are you saying that your chair, based on what you're about to tell me next, is better for you than a standing desk? Yeah. Why?
2: when that's you stand dream. sure yeah you'd think that's hot standing is right important standing is important right it is both are very important of course and it's one's not better than, than the other it's like we'll everything s- in life right we we'll would we'll like to start right? with the asterisks one alcohol, is not better than the other if you misplay it is yeah. bad yeah, yeah. alcohol
0: both, not misplayed is solid go ahead both played yeah. equally enough. is important fair so enough. with fair the asterisks fair
2: enough when you stand yes you turn on every muscle in your body to stand up especially if you're going to stand properly yes a lot of muscle chains on yes and you can only exert that much energy for So long before you lean on the desk, makes all the sense. Two arms on the desk, then you slide the laptop forwards even more, and you lean even farther. And now you're sitting with a really, in a bad back position. And then you're crossing a leg, and you're leaning this way and that way, and you're really not doing what you You really set out to do with the standing desk. You know what's so
0: funny, brother? You know what just happened in my head when you were saying that? Huh? So cliche to things I believe about human behavior. The individuals that are most excited about getting a standing desk oftentimes are looking for the hack that works for them, which also then means that they aren't as interested in putting in the work to build up all the muscle that they would need to actually get the advantage of a standing desk, because the amount of muscle that one has to create oh, yeah. to yeah. actually take advantage of like not being fatigued over yeah. a period of time yeah. and standing is like it's like this training. fucking dude, I know there's some good shit under that shirt, I can tell, <laughs> I can tell, I see it from a mile away. I know it's good. It's like, you gotta be like that to actually like do something, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, because yeah. if you're standing incorrectly and you're doing that eight hours a day, all of a sudden that you're just adding strength to dysfunction, right? You're so you're then, then the hypothesis
0: becomes cool, yep. since we're gonna sit anyway, since like, yeah. Uh-huh. that's interesting. Okay, keep going. But the, I would
1: say the second Please. part of that is performance. So okay. we look into the research, we look at in the data, and when you are standing, you conscious or not, you're hijacking some of your ability to focus on what, yes. what, you're, what you're working on. So you're when you're sitting in a chair that supports your body, you can shut off your muscles, you can relax, then 100% of your attention is going to what you're focusing on. So I think it's from both a pain and you know, injury perspective, but also just is, a performance perspective. This is an interesting well. question.
0: I'm curious what you're gonna say. From a standpoint of like, it's leg day, it's ab day, it's like, right? Like that no. whole thing. Is there a regimen for certain people that would be nice for them to do a mix? Like is it good to sit in this chair five days a week, but two days a week do the standing desk? Like, I
2: think it's, more, it's it's a shorter time frame than that. It's like why don't you sit an hour and stand an hour, sit an hour, stand an hour, sit I an see. hour, stand 20 minutes, or maybe not an hour yeah. of standing, maybe maybe even shorter window of standing because the, you fatigue yeah, that's faster. The,
0: that's, yeah. uh-huh. So
2: sit an hour, stand 10 minutes, move around, then sit down again. But sit well, yeah. don't slouch. If your
0: body allows <laughs> you to, to, to stand eight hours
1: a day in the perfect position, and you can do that without creating any kind of dysfunction you know in your body, then great. You know right?
0: what's so funny? I just thought of something. I actually pitched Mike on a startup that plays in this slouching thing. So I had something happen a different time and Mike got me this thing, right, that I put over myself, like, mm-hmm. what is that thing?
2: Like a posture reminder.
0: Yeah, pa- yeah thank you. Yeah. Yep. And like, you know, it really tight, like whatever, and I don't remember, it might have been my back thing, but I just remembered telling him like, yo, we need to create a product. Where like I was like my bigger problem is when I'm sleeping. When I'm Mm -hmm. sleeping, I go fully primal into baby mode. I'm like, (laughs) like I'm so fucked up. I'm like, I'm like baby Yoda. Like I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing something. Uh, I'm
1: with you there. I'm so bad. Dislocated shoulder. And I was like,
0: "Uh, bro, I have to like. And actually, the shoulder thing now. I'm. I used to sleep through the night all the time. Lately, this is very recent. Last six months. I'm waking up once or twice a night because my shoulders and I don't know like like I'm actually doing all the right things more I don't know what I did that made this thing happen but I was like Mike we need to, I need this thing I want to sleep with it
2: it's funny you should mention sleep with sitting right now because those two are best friends and I most people just don't realize it. Notice mm-hmm. what I did? No, you I, just a Great segue, Gary. Thank you, brother. So wait,
0: so after you guys are done with this startup, can you create like a sleeping chamber that makes me like be like a vampire and just like be pot? Like honestly, <laughs> the thing that's cool about the sleep one is like I just would love to be straight as an arrow for seven hours because I'm sleeping anyway. It feels like I'm not doing the work, which is fun. That's the problem, the problem with the world Health, fitness, posture, you know, all of it, mental health, people really struggle doing the work Mm -hmm. that doesn't come natural to them. I have unlimited fitness buddies who all look like you too, who like just don't want to actually work eight hours a day on their business. And I laugh because I'm like, they are like asking me every shortcut the same way I'm asking them like, hey, can I get like the apple cider vinegar bullshit or can I get like ab implants or can I, like what's this new thing that every fucking person's now taking so they don't fucking eat the diet? Like the fucking, like people are just always looking for the, The the, the shortcut, which is why this intrigued me and why I want to do this show, which is like, there's not a lot of things that are easy actually to make your life better. It's why medicine's so like loved mm-hmm. and revered. Like you take it and things can get better. This kind of felt very practical to me. I'm like wow, especially when Mike put the propaganda of like, and not the propaganda, like start, I use that as a slang term so I want to be yeah. clear here. When Mike <laughs> educated me of like the sitting thing is a thing and it makes sense because my this, like whatever, what's this? like, What's that? So- yeah, but like this. Yes, the soass. Oh, that so motherfucker. Is, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a time the amount also. of work I had, like that shit is so tight, yeah. and that's all from this horse shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like yep. anyway, nonetheless, you can do yoga and Pilates and put in the fucking work, which everyone should, but what really fucked me up was I did put in the work for three years and fixed so much, and then one 18-month window of a global pandemic where I changed my behavior, mm-hmm. Really affect, I, It really was, I'll be very frank with you, disheartening, because it's cliche. I lost 20 pounds over a year and a half and yep. I put in all the work and fuck, nine months later it's all back because you changed your behavior back to the bad behavior. That's probably the thing that I most want to mm-hmm. talk to you about which is like, because I think it's, a, by the way, for everyone who's listening, this is a very selfish episode for me because I hope this springs an idea for you that's your version of this startup for them. Meaning, I think that there's still a lot of inventions to be made that will like put training wheels to people on things that are hard. Let me give you like another comp that nobody talks about. The reason I thought Musical.ly was gonna be big, which ended up becoming TikTok, and I get all that credit, is because I understood that it was helping people make content easier. Mm-hmm. That if you look at what happened with social media over the last decade, the tools now, between green screen this, and filter that, and music this, and split screens that, It's become a production infrastructure. It's an Adobe suite that helps people that couldn't do what I did, which was like, you just had to go and talk and that had to carry the day. So I love this concept of training wheels, things that make things easier. This chair really helps everyone, but someone like me who's really emotional about his back pain over the last 20 years, it's like really an interesting product and I'm sure a lot of other people out there, A, are going through this, but then B, to be honest, because I know my audience here, I'm hoping this episode inspires them to do their startup that helps people do something they don't want to do. Speaking of inspiring, tell us about the adversity story.
2: Oh, I'd love to, but I'd like to touch quick on something that Please. you said, the posture trainer thing. And and sleeping and tie it into the mattress and posture training, yes. and that's exactly what a chair that fits Should you do? right can do. This can help you sit up better.
0: Actually, let's talk about the chair. We're kind of like yapping, like I have this whole, like, my own agenda right now, which is I'm hoping somebody <laughs> invents something so profound and they say my podcast didn't, I get all the credit. <laughs> then there's also, I really want you to talk a little bit because I know a little bit about backstory because I think a lot of people go through adversity before they get to their place. But actually, one more time, the .com of the chair and more importantly, like what does it actually do?
2: It's anthros Yep. .com. yep. And it's just a play on the Greek root word of human, anthro and that was our principle for designing the chair. It wasn't to design the chair for an office worker or a gamer or a or a blogger. It was to design a chair for a human being and we all have the same needs. We don't have green blood and purple blood. We all need the same kind of input, the same kind of love. And a chair can hurt you or it can help you. A chair can a chair can feel comfortable. You can fall asleep in it or it can be like a park bench and be painful where you can't wait to get off of the dang thing. And that's what we tried to invent as a chair that can help change your posture over time. And you're feeling that when you make those little adjustments to yeah. the two backs, you yeah. were changing your posture yeah. and use it as a tool instead of the strap that your, your trainer had you put yeah. on, you're using your chair to get your, your, which is so
0: much more scalable. Yeah. You, nobody oh, right. wants to wear a weird strap yeah. at night, yeah. Yeah. but people just sit in chairs. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, change your posture over time. And uh, actually we we worked pretty hard to get the chair registered How with long? the FDA as a sitting orthotic. It is, it is, is it? it is qualified yeah, yeah. to change your posture over time. And one of the big claims that we make going, try the chair, feel the truth. This is the softest cushion you're ever gonna so sit on. That? Is this, this
0: it, it, the human, this is back to like muscle gain and all the stuff I learned, like the, the, the way your body mind thing works. You're saying, micro deposits on a daily basis that over time actually change the way you're like walking and sitting and standing. In yeah, that's, yeah. Absolutely. Definition of
1: an orthotic is changing posture over time, which yeah. is what this this chair allows you to do. On top of that, we guarantee, because we have testing, university testing, we, we took all of the leading office chairs that we could find, threw them into a, a seating engineering lab and said, can you guys test these and see which ones perform at the highest level in yep. terms of measures of comfort, and you can guess who who won that, who That's won cool. that test. A bunch cool. of the bunch of wheelchairs sitting nerds. Of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tell us, some, you know, I, I think this is the story that I, I know you wanted to share. Let's talk about that.
1: Sure. Be clear, he does not want to share this story, but yeah. I thought your audience would love it, I and I think they'll. find love you for that. Uh, you for that. Thank you for, for doing that. The, it's you know, like, the losses, the, yeah. the failed successes, seem yeah. to be the, the hot story. <laughs> Tell us. Uh,
2: I'm 47. I just turned 47. Thanks. Yeah. And uh, this is literally the anniversary. 20 years ago, I was 27 years old and I started a business uh, bringing a power wheelchair to market with a really unique feature on it that kind of uh, raised the seat up 22 inches. Hmm. Sounds kind of weird, like a, an accordion be, thing. Yeah. But if you're sitting all day long, you can't reach in your upper cabinets. You can't see somebody eye to eye and on and on and on and on. Right. So, raising them up to function in a walking world is a no brainer. So, Brought this thing to market, was doing really good. Raised uh, was what, 27, 28? Raised uh, I don't know, almost two million dollars. Had seven uh, partners and uh, launched it. Was uh, traveling all over the U.S. showing the chair off to all the VA hospitals. Things were going great, and I came across uh, an investor, uh, uh, kind of on a on a fluke, uh, a new angel investor, and uh, I was reading Inc. magazine. 2017 entrepreneur of the year and it was a local wisconsin guy that had done really good for himself and in there he talked about man when i was uh if i could go back in time i i i'd work with the banks differently i changed my whole relationship and i was like i wonder what he means by that because i'm in the startup mode what what should i know so the old-fashioned way i wrote a letter with a pen and licked an envelope and put a sticker on it and uh, lo and behold he reached out and invited me down to meet him shocked that he responded right. That guy's a billionaire. I didn't think he'd give me the time of day, but he's the kindest guy I've met in the business world. So rode down there, met the guy, shook his hand, told him my story. And in one hour, uh, that was it. I wanted him to be a part of this business, and he wanted to be in and buy everybody out. And, and what can I do for you? What do you need right now to, to keep winning? I said, I need like 25 grand. You know, my monthly burn rates hot right now. And he's like, okay, stop by the front desk for uh, for a check for $25,000 and we'll talk in a couple weeks. It's like, what did you just say? You you don't even have my home address. You don't, I don't even know if you have the spelling of my last name. You want to give me a check for $25,000 on a handshake? Man, I love you. Of course. You're like the fairy godfather, right? So... Uh, this relationship went on and a number of months of doing exactly what he said, and uh, um, the story goes that literally, uh, you learn the "no deal's done until it's done," hmm. right? That simple little adage. Yep. Uh, literally a handful of days before the contract was signed by both of us, he was buying uh, all my partners out and going to move down by him and you know, He's right off into the sunset, yeah, with this power wheelchair, and we're gonna change lives with a billionaire backer I mean, how much more can you ask for and in your, your 20s? early 20s? Yeah, yeah. early 20s. So it wasn't 2017,
0: it was two thousand. Yeah, I mean was 20. seven. Seven, 27, seven. Seven. yeah, I was listening yeah. carefully. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that threw me off for a half yep, a second, sorry. but I, I thought that's what it was, yeah, I just, just wanna clarify it for the audience. So here you are, you're, I mean, here's someone who gave you 25k kind of blindly. Like it it's everything's checking the boxes. Yeah, the it's dream a known is coming individual. True. You're literally within the week of him buying out the rest of investors at the same valuation or an inflated valuation. Uh,
2: it was going to be inflated. They're Yeah, exactly, gonna be good. right, right. Um, and and I uh, got a phone call saying that he had a tragic death out of the blue, right? You know.
0: Oh, so, you know, this was setting up as like, it was funny, the way you were selling the story, like I thought you were building up the drama of like, this was the nicest guy, but it wasn't the nicest guy. Oh no,
2: he's the nicest guy in business that I ever met. Like, you wanna talk about the definition of philanthropy, that is this guy.
0: I almost jumped in and said, right, you know, if it's too good to be true, it is. That's why you didn't say that. Holy shit, you're a week away from this thing and this gentleman passes away tragically? Yeah,
2: and we, we mentioned it was 07, right? So I'm going into 08, January of 08.
0: Right, the whole world changed.
2: The whole world did change and. Just
0: like maybe it's happening now.
2: And that burn right. rate was still there. Right. And he owned like 30 other companies. And you know, wow. it's just fate. You know, you can't yeah. change fate. It was. It was meant to be. Exactly, so. Hard to swallow at 20. Hard to swallow, yeah. Especially mm. when you felt like you were the top of the world, right? You know, a day before. And now uh, it's gone. This goes
0: very into my thesis of like gratitude for like you just don't know. Like seemingly like every, you know?
2: Yeah, you don't know. How so long it all did it gone.
0: Take, you know, this is very, thank you by the way for yeah. making him share this. <laughs> real talk, real talk. Cause the answer might not be even now. Like how long did it take you to comprehend that, to get to a place where you could say it was just meant to be versus like, how did this happen to me? What are the odds? All that stuff.
1: Oh, that's Can you, one. sorry to interrupt. Can you slip in the quick little story of the, the moment where you kind of had the this is this is the worst moment. Can yeah. you tell the worst moment of the story, you know, Steve? I, it's, it's kind of the bottom moment where you look. How at your old life was at the
0: gentleman when this gentleman when he passed?
1: Maybe sixty. That's
0: terrible. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Okay,
2: so um, um, this moment happens right, and uh, it, it only takes a handful of months to go by before uh, they they six seven eight months go by, and they're like sorry, we're liquidating all of his companies unless it dealt with the main company and yours doesn't qualify as one of those. So now I've been, I don't wanna say strung out, but the burn rate was going, the deal was done, but it's not done now. And now I'm in like June, July of 08 looking for money. Okay. And my existing partners were mortgage bankers, uh, uh, builders, all in the wrong trades basically to keep funding this company. So I was done, it was just, my goose is cooked. So. I was the managing director of the LLC and as you know, all bankruptcies slide through that individual. So I took the loss as did my wife at the time of the business failing and um, um, that was a lot of strain on us and that was the end of the relationship. So the divorce kicked off at the exact same time as this. And uh, now uh, I was asked to turn in all my assets, right? So this is the moment that uh, is, is the tough one. It's a, drive your vehicles down to the auction please okay so i drove the first one down and was very embarrassed back then i was i was kind of kinda down and out so i hitchhiked my way back home it took about an hour or so got back home and thought that was stupid i got a better idea i'm gonna put this moped in the back of the other vehicle and i drove the other one down to the auction and uh, pushed the moped out and uh, you know thought okay it's normally an hour drive on the expressway and i've got to take all these country roads in January. Yeah. in Wisconsin. Uh, with, you know, my best coat and pants on that I can and a snowmobile helmet and no goggles and you know, t- looking like a nut job. Who's riding a moped in January in Wisconsin to begin with, let alone crying yeah. the Dustin, whole way Dustin home. would
1: love it. Yeah. It's into that shit. <laughs>
2: just literally crying the whole way home. I mean, the crocodile tears, you know, yep. freezing yeah, to your just, face and chipping them off and
0: especially when your brain up, you know, 3 weeks earlier. I don't know the timing here. Yeah. But like how many days earlier you think it's completely on the other side of the equation? yeah, it happens so fast, yeah, that's... and then
2: you get all, you get back to the, the 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 building it's like, well, I don't have a place to live, and all that I have left in this building is a pallet with like six bags of clothes on it, two speakers, my gas grill, and my yellow lab. Happy to see me, yeah, and uh, the dig back question is is easy uh, and and you say it all the time you you, you don't have much time to feel bad for yourself when you start getting hungry. 100%. No job, no checking, no savings, no bank, no cars, no house, no place to stay. You're homeless. It's just you and your dog and you're hungry. So what did you do? You hustle. You take any job. Where'd you, you can stay? Get I'd couch surf at some friends' houses. Mm-hmm. You know, started far and and narrowed it in. You know, you can only do that for so long, of too. and course. And, and uh, there's no job that I wouldn't do, of man. Course. Clean gutter, clean up poop, yep, pressure wash. Yep. Put a floor in what do you want done so for two years i just hustled
0: and then what happened
2: and then um what's really interesting what is that to yeah what was supposed to happen <laughs> the interesting thing is uh, you could say that I was a little bitter than like this wheelchair thing ruined my life okay there is some of that
0: of course you're a young man at this point <laughs> yeah you know, like ruined my life someone in their late 20s. Tw- this is why i talk about all my content like when you're 29 you're not gonna walk around Earth with a 47-year-old, you know, perception. You're not gonna walk around Earth yeah. with a 74-year-old perception. You're definitely in like that place. 29:30, and
2: little bit you know
0: where you know. I, I there was a, there was literally a comment today on my social. I don't know why it triggered me so much. Literally, literally, it's what I get all the time. Oh, I know what it was. I I did my I, there was a very 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 viral video for me years ago of me. Outside saying this could be the last Monday of your life. You could have been a bus. It went very viral at the time. For a lot of people today, it's still to this day. It was the first time they ever saw me because it was when Facebook fan pages were going and we hit and we reposted on Instagram for the first time in forever. And literally, there was a, I was just looking at it this morning, like 24 hours later, just kind of reading some of the comments. And someone's like, you know, like, yeah, but like, like, not really because like I am lost. I'm 25 and all my friends are doing X, Y, and Z. And the thing that I always find interesting is, especially at 28, 29, 30 fucks up everyone under 30 in such a wild way. Mm -hmm. Every single person, 17 to 20, 9 has this crazy bad relationship with 30 as if it's like I'm 47 <laughs> and I'm like 30 is a child mm-hmm. right yeah. and and the world's younger now and a lot of people do like live more child life at 30 than they did back when everybody was getting married at 20 and would have 10-year-olds at 30 just uh, you know two generations earlier but you know at that to back to your story cuz we're at that same age like not only were you struggling those two years, some of your high school friends and some of your acquaintances and cousins and friends really quote unquote had their life figured out already.
2: Oh they did, I was. And that
0: really fucks with people. That's where people get really. Right, people get really down on themselves. Especially when, and this is is why this story is so important, thank you for making sure this because this is good for my audience. Especially when a month or two or three earlier, you thought you were gonna be ahead of all your friends. This is this is what I, why yeah. I'm obsessed with comparison. Comparing your life to anybody else's life is the great mistake of everyone's life, because it will put you in such a bad place, regardless. Either you'll think you're too good, which is maybe where yeah I don't know you like maybe where you were a month earlier because you're like wait till I have this big wait till everybody hears, which is always bad. That's a vulnerability, yeah. or the one that's much more prominent, which is you think you suck because you called out the most successful person you know of your, I love how people do it. Gary, you don't get it. My neighbor's sister's best friend just built a million dollar company. I'm like, what about your 80 other loser friends? Why don't you compare it to yourself? (laughs) Like, people will pick out the one, Mark Zuckerberg, I'm like, Mark Zuckerberg? like the fuck are you talking about? All 20 of your roommates suck. Why don't you compare yourself to them? Like, people just love to bash themselves Like for no fucking reason in your late 20s when you get to that zero of a place that fast from a place that was on the verge of putting a lot of paper value Mm -hmm. around you must have been challenging.
2: It it was, but I really go back to, it was like, how'd you do it, how'd you do it? It's like, man, I was just hungry and I wanted, I'm a a doer, I want to take care of me. I didn't want to fall upon the system. So guess what? I'm gonna sling concrete. I'm gonna put your roof on for you. I'm gonna gonna remodel your kitchen for you but I'm taking care of me. And of at this case, it was just me
0: and my dog. Yeah, of course. <laughs> How did you, so what, what happened next? How'd you get to this point? Well, oh, that's a, That's
2: a quick transition, uh, believe it or not. After two years of just yep. side jobs, hustling, yep. just staying alive. I mean, literally um, the company, uh, when I was making this power wheelchair, I designed everything but the seating. I bought the seating system from another local company okay called the comfort company okay and this company reached out to me you know two years later going hey man what are you up to you're not doing the wheelchair thing anymore are you i'm like no no i'm not why don't you come work for us
1: interesting no
2: wheelchairs ruined my life no thank you oh no shit at first oh yeah it was a solid no
0: you were still there
2: I was. Yeah. yeah so you want to know how long? I can tell you two years later, I, apparently I was still a little bitter because I, I said no to him. And literally the, 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 the weird part is I got in the car, politely told him, no, hey man, thanks of for course, the of offer, course. but I'm going to find something yeah, else to yeah, do. Yeah. Uh, wheelchairs, yeah, man, i my yeah. gig. I get maybe two blocks down the road and I had the most thermal, nuclear, emotional blow up out of nowhere. I had to pull the car over and I had no clue why. And it was more like, how dare he make me think about wheelchair people. You were Again. mad. I can't believe that he's trying to make me come back into this thing. No, it ruined my life. And then, you know, two weeks later, after telling your friends and family, they're like, you're an idiot. This is who you are. You love this. It's who you were meant to be. Just go take the job and get your ass back in there. And I did. And they saved me. And then I got back into the wheelchair community again, serving them this time, not with power chair. Now it's with seating.
0: How did you go all the way back? How did you first, get into the wheelchair community, before, even before, how'd you invent that? Like what was your first experience with it?
2: Uh, That's a quick one. Uncle Bob, my Uncle Bob, um, has a disability. I I, see. I've grown up around it. He's been in a manual chair, power chair his entire life. And he's a, he is an entrepreneur. He owns a landscaping company and climbs on and off tractors and skidsters equipment. And (laughs) if you saw him, you'd go, I cannot believe this guy does this. So you want to talk about the definition of tenacity? It's Uncle 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 Bob. Bob. Yeah. I love and fucking Uncle Bob. I saw this chair that goes up and down and I was like, man, if,
0: if Uncle Bob he had yeah. one of
2: those or anybody like Scratching him.
0: Scratching your own itch for your, yeah. is just like yeah. profound. All right, yeah. we're, gonna, we're gonna run out of time. What did we not, ta- we didn't get, like, that was, by the way, you should not do this chair business and you should be a professional storyteller because that was extremely good. <laughs> yeah. Now, now CMO, I know why you made him do that. I was like, why? Like, that wasn't for the audience. That was yeah. putting him in the platform of what he should yeah. really be. Like,
2: why yeah. does everybody yeah. want this story? Yeah. Like, I just want to sell chairs. I did this very, story.
0: You're a very, very good storyteller. That was really <laughs> cool. Um. So actually, because I'm gonna get rushed out of here, like, what what didn't we touch on that you thought? Of? Like, I obviously wanted to talk about. Like, first, I'm like pretty sure before I die, I will have a soft tissue business because you know, not to the level of the emotion that I think comes with an uncle Bob who's in a wheelchair, but like my back was foundational yeah. in my life for twenty years. Like I did I didn't I didn't I didn't sit on a certain side of airplanes for fifteen years because I knew if I fell asleep
2: mm-hmm. that there was a
0: chance it could lock.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right? So like it was a real part of my life. Like you know, it really you know it's amazing what you'll just accept. I was just like, that's my life, I have a bad back. And it was just like so solvable yeah. through just tissue work and stretching and like strength that it just like, I'm like, wow, fuck. And this is why I'm so passionate about this single podcast. The thought of like, you know, you know, at some level, you guys care quite a bit if people get this chair. I'm just trying to get people educated in my audience about like the chair thing. And like, yes, of course, it'd be awesome if they get excited about this, but like, I just want people to know. Yeah. It's kind of okay. like it's kind of like in the 70s I'm sure someone was like this cigarette thing is not as good as people think like we should talk about it more or like or like the things we're going through <laughs> now like this 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 the way we're sitting is a real thing Absolutely. and like really matters. What what do we what do we not touch on in the last 2 minutes here that we should touch on? Anything stand out? We
2: could probably tie that into go right from the comfort company thing. Now that's yeah. we could just jump into how did you do
0: seating?
1: We did seating Please. for 10 years, yep. right? Yeah. you then, guys met where you were yeah sept- we met at that seating company 15 years ago so oh you were there yeah he yeah. was always product yep. product side of things i was marketing. marketing and so yeah. we brought products to market for the last 15 years together yeah. so you guys have known each other that long oh yeah, yeah.
0: that's awesome and yeah. at, at what point did you know you guys wanted to work together like in a different capacity
1: yeah i mean i think uh man that was probably 10 maybe eight years ago we Started transparently, jabbing. he was uh, upset at our then president, yeah. And he said, He I, seems like I that kind I'm, of guy. I think I'm I ready think he to I think he's still got some feelings so, in it. Like, yeah. I'm
0: watching him carefully, I'm not sure. sure I can turn it anymore. That's yeah, it. I'm yeah. out of here.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I got an idea. We're out of here. Is it like we do you, should do, do office chairs? Do you think
0: that's entrepreneurial passion? Do you feel like that's engineering DNA? Like, hey, this isn't as good as it can be. Uh, like, what triggers that?
2: I'm kind of the, the curious guy that likes looking for problems and then finding simple solutions big solutions I, my, my my wife would tell you that my favorite phrase is i got an idea <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're an entrepreneur yeah yep
1: yeah well i mean i know we are short on time yep. here but i think anthros what we want we just want to be part of people for the People who know what it's like to wake up at 4 a.m. and work till midnight, the people who are chasing their dreams, sacrificing everything, getting zero recognition, for the people like you who've experienced chronic pain, yeah, and will never take for granted not being in pain again. We think that we can be part of, you know, part of that journey, and and we're cheering those type of people on. For, so.
0: I love that, brother. A couple things. There's so many little things, stories I want to tell. I used to when I first started working out. It was wild. Jordan pointed this out to me. The weight, like when I'd have to pick it up to do like some sort of thing, on the right side, I would just pick it up. And on the left side, I would pivot my entire body to be able to do it because I couldn't do it straight. Yeah. And like, I'm bringing this up at the like random thoughts here because I'm just I'm telling people, like, I don't think people realize that they don't need to accept being in pain because they don't think they have time to fix or money to fix it. Not that this chair's fucking inexpensive, but like, it's like to me, it's just so fucking worth it. Like, like grabbing my luggage from the top at an air, like, it's just like, it's an everyday thing when you don't realize, you, you know, A, I honestly, I also think I'm doing a PSA for just gaining strength. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 it's really scary how big of a deal that is, especially legs. Like, yep. we were talking about this offline. Like, it really matters. And nobody wants to do leg days. Mm-hmm. Like, I literally, when Mike says Bulgarian split squats, <laughs> I literally like cry. It means still, every time. Two days time. later, not walking yeah, downstairs. It's the steps. worst, but <laughs> fuck, it's so <laughs> worth it. So, like, you know, both gaining strength to just make this very broad. We talk so much about perspective and mentality on this show. This is going to the other side of it, which is like, you just don't have to be in this situation. Like, there are a yep. lot of ways to do it. And I do think sitting. Like is a category of conversation that needs to have a lot more talk, and like obviously the chair, but then there's obviously other variables that you could be doing. And I think, mm-hmm. I, I hope this inspired some people to actually go down this rabbit hole, because I'm looking forward to the DMs and emails in a year, because it is a big deal for me and for a lot of other people, yeah. and uh, and I'm cheering for you guys, and I wish you well. Yeah,
2: thank awesome. you very Thanks much. So much Thanks for being on. Appreciate
0: it. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end of that episode. We want to remind you to please leave feedback in any way you can, whether that's dropping your comments in the Spotify comment section down below, tweeting Gary at GaryV, or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave us feedback, your questions, comments, reviews might just get shouted out in the next episode.